This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Investigations are continuing into the KTV cluster. The Health Ministry said there is likely ongoing transmission at more KTV lounges after cases of infection were confirmed among hostesses who had visited these clubs currently operating as FMB outlets. Well, let's recap the number of confirmed cases in this cluster over the last four days. Linked cases began popping up this week with four on Monday, eight on Tuesday, 42 yesterday and 33 today. That's a total of 87 cases, which makes it the second largest active cluster in Singapore after the one at 115 Bukit Merah View Market and Food Centre. Separately, the Hawker Centre at Block 75 Topayo Lorong 5 underwent deep cleaning this morning after a stall assistant who allegedly visited a KTV lounge over the weekend tested positive for the virus. The 36-stall Hawker Centre, managed by NTUC Food Fair, will be closed until further notice, with more cleaning and disinfection to be carried out tomorrow. For a closer look, Professor Teo Ying joins me now. He's the Dean of the Saucy Hawk School of Public Health at the National University of Singapore. Welcome back to the show, Professor. We've seen a few large clusters, Tan Tok Seng Hospital, Changi Airport, Bukit Merah View, and now the KTV lounges and clubs. Professor, in just four days, the number of cases in this cluster has risen to over 80. What's your assessment of this new cluster compared with the previous clusters? Now, given the setting, would it be more difficult to trace and ring fence potential cases? Thank you for having me back. Although this is definitely a much more worrisome time than before, So we have seen how fast this cluster has grown, that within a matter of four days, since the first case was reported, we saw the number jump very quickly to 80 over cases. And clearly the number of KTV lounges that are involved goes beyond the initial three to potentially many more. And I think the problem is compounded when this hostesses move between different clubs and lounges. And it is likely that thorough investigations over the next few days will review how many KTV lounges and clubs are indeed involved. And I expect actually we will see this being reviewed over the next few days, just like how today we learned that another four venues are involved and have to be closed down. Now, I say that this is worrying because there's a real potential that this can grow very quickly to be the largest cluster in Singapore outside the migrant worker dormitories. And it is not just the adults that have been to these lounges and clubs, but potentially these people stay in households with spouses, children, even elderly parents. And the transmission risk to people within the same household is exceptionally high, given that we know the recent outbreaks in Singapore and Southeast Asia, which is where a number of these hostesses come from, are predominantly driven by the highly transmissible Delta variant. So what this means is that it is almost certain that someone who is infected and who stays in a household with other people will end up infecting others in the same household. And because of the clandestine and potentially illegal nature of some of the activities in these lounges, people are less willing to come forward to admit that they have been to these locations. And I I also suspect that the mandatory safe entry and the use of trace together may actually have been neglected or even deliberately ignored. And this means that the records from these digital contact tracing methods will be incomplete. So the only option is to rely on manual contact tracing, which takes time, and it's also very difficult to be comprehensive. 
What is important is that we have seen how similar outbreaks happen in Taiwan, Thailand, Japan, and South Korea, and this have gone on to spark massive community transmissions. So this is certainly worrying, and I'm sure that every effort is now being put in to perform the necessary contact tracing and surveillance testing in the community. So I can only say that if you or anyone you know have been to these venues, please come forward to be tested, because I believe the last thing any person wants is to infect their family members, especially younger children or any elderly who have not received their vaccines yet and are thus at much higher risk of complications when they're infected with COVID-19. Right. Professor, worrying, troubling, does the KTV cluster point to yet another weak link in our fight against COVID-19, just like the explosion of cases in the migrant workers' dormitories and among the elderly in the Bukit Merah View cluster? And what could be other potential weak links and how do we preempt possible clusters? So Singapore has always adopted sector-specific safe management measures. So whether it is the food and beverage uh, sector, the education sector, the sports sector, and in this instance, the nightlife sector. So every sector actually has the potential to be a weak link when safe management measures that were developed were not properly adhered to or were not properly enforced. So there are supposed to be regulations in place to disallow nightclub activities, including hoster services or any intermingling between patrons. So these KTV lounges are also supposed to have switched their operations to provide only food and beverages. But there appears to be a need for regular and stricter enforcement, given that there are outright breaches of some of these safe management rules. So this is where the Nightlife Business Association will now need actually to review the plans for reopening and to actually discuss with their members very openly and transparently, how do we re avoid a repeat of this occurrence? Because otherwise, I expect this will complicate any further relaxation of restrictions for these clubs and lounges to permit future activities, at least within the short term. And we have always highlighted the need for sector-specific plans to permit safe reopening. So any sector, I would emphasize that any sector can be a weak link in our COVID-19 fight when people start to ignore the rules and regulations or even blatantly break the law or rules that have been established. So what I see is that Singapore does have a very strong reputation for enforcing our laws and our regulations. And unfortunately, this is where we will need to rely on very strict enforcement in order to make sure that we do not see a repeat of this, whether it is in uh, the nightlife sector, the clubs, or in other sectors where there may be future weak links. Health Minister Ong Yikang also said, uh, Professor, it was disappointing that this new cluster had happened. Uh, let's have a listen. While this is disappointed, we also are not entirely surprised that clusters like this will pop up. Over the past weeks, we saw the Changi cluster and then Bukit Merah cluster and now KTV cluster. This is the nature of the Delta variant, a lot more transmissible. And so long as there are embers in the community, it is likely to then pop up and then infect many more people. So I think this is going to be a, a pattern that we need to manage. Professor, let's look forward. Does this mean that Singapore's uh, reopening plans from the week of July 26th will not be derailed? So... 
Minister Ong is being very pragmatic to say that such clusters will pop up, especially as Singapore moves towards eventually living with COVID. And I think it's also important to highlight that as more and more people in the country get vaccinated, the vaccine is working well to protect us from symptoms, symptomatic infection. So there will be many more people who may become, who may have been infected, but may not even know that they are infected themselves because they are they have no symptoms or they have uh, they are just mildly symptomatic. But with more people being vaccinated, actually Singapore remains to be in a better position to relax our restrictions. Now, of course, we want to do this when case numbers in the country remain as low as possible. But I think the reality of living with COVID also means that we will start to see infections happen in the community and clusters may grow in size like what we have here. But because almost everyone who is infected would ideally have been vaccinated already, they are protected from any short-term or long-term damage to their health. And a large number of infected people in, in the community does not translate to an increasing number of people who need treatment or hospital care. So I won't make any prediction on whether the reopening plans will continue as scheduled or may be delayed, but I would just say that uh, Singapore is definitely in a much better position now than, say, six months ago. Right now, we have around 40% of our population to be fully vaccinated and another 30% having received at least one dose of the vaccine. So that's 70% of the people in Singapore having some degree of protection against severe complications if they are infected with COVID-19. So while we have said that, I think what we need to do at least over the next week or so is that we have to monitor very carefully whether household transmissions are happening and young schooling children are now infected because of adults at home who may have gone to these KTV lounges. The reason is we have a large population of children that are below the age of 12 that have not been eligible for vaccination yet. So they remain at higher risk of severe complications if they are infected. And if that really happens, then I think we must not hesitate to impose stricter restrictions overall in the country to continue protecting the groups that have not been vaccinated. And this definitely includes children who have not been vaccinated, as well as some of the elderly who have not been vaccinated yet. As always, Professor, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Professor Teo Ying, Dean of NUS's Sauce Hawk School of Public Health. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.